Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, June 9th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the former home of Megar Evers is rededicated as a national landmark. Then we follow pre-law students as they tour historical civil rights landmarks. Plus, dancers from around the world are in Jackson this month to participate in the international ballet competition. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. It's been roughly 60 years since human rights champion Megar Evers was assassinated outside of his home in Jackson. Now the National Park Service is rededicating his house as a historical landmark, adding a new garden to the site. At the dedication ceremony yesterday, Merle Evers-Williams spoke about what it means to have her former home preserved as a piece of American and Mississippi history. Standing next to me is one of my strongest supporters, our daughter, Rita Evers Evers. I remember so well, it must have been the day after her father was killed. I was crying. Rena came in and put her arms around me. And she said, Mom, don't cry. I'll take care of you. I have never forgotten that. Thank you, Rita. This is a very emotional time for me. Emotional because Metker is so very much a part of me and he's here. Emotional because of the struggle that our personal family has had over the years of Medgar not really being in our lives, but in control of our lives. He is a very strong and a very loving man, an excellent father and a wonderful husband and friend. On this day, I admit that I still miss him terribly, even though I think I can say that God was very good and sent another man in my life 
a man who loved and appreciated Medgar. So there was never any discussion of who or what. Very, very blessed. Very blessed to have all three children. Blessed to be able to give them a sense of who their father was and what they could be in this country of America. Evers Williams says with age, she has become stronger in her faith in God and even closer to her family. We as human beings have yet to reach our potential. We may not know it, but it is here. It is calling on us each and every day. I know that from experience because my my husband was shot at the doorstep of our home, June 12, 1963. I thought my life was over and I realized it was just beginning because there were three children, Medgar's children, my children, who were looking up to me and others that there was the state of Mississippi who did not realize that it too had to rise up, show who it was, to be strong, to become united, and show the rest of this nation that Mississippi was not at the bottom of the heap but that we could rise to be what we should be. And I stand here today thankful that my God has given me the strength to still be here and to see changes that are so positive for each and every one of us. During the ceremony, Evers Williams remembered the times her husband would predict a brighter future for everyone in Mississippi. I was born in Vicksburg. I never could quite understand how that man felt so seriously strong and good about the state of Mississippi. And I would ask him, how can you? And his answer was always, how can't I? This is my state. This is where I was born. There are things that need to be changed. And I'm going to be a part of that change. I said, but do you realize what that means? Do you realize the cost that you will have to pay, that your family would have to pay? And he said, of course. Do you know what that means? That those of us who love you so dearly might be left without you? I never shall forget, he said to me. Get used to it, Merle. Get used to it. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. What about me? What about our children? And he would answer, what about all of the other people? 
What about my people? They're your people too. What about the people of the state of Mississippi in which I was born? I remember those discussions. And I remember there was a time when I said to him, make a decision. It's your work. Or it's me. He told me I'll think about it. <laughs> Lo and behold, I came to accept that. And it's a good thing I did because knowing Medgar Evers, he would have said to me, I love you dearly, I love my children dearly, but this is a call that I must answer. And he would say to me, sweetheart, I'll see you around. <laughs> it was not easy in our family, but the dedication of that man to his people to his state and all of the people therein, his dedication to his country and his dedication to God came first. And that's the way it should have been. As his wife and the mother of his children, I later, later embraced that as well. And we went forth as a couple into whatever was out there that we had to meet and deal with. The dedication is part of a week-long commemoration of the life and legacy of Megar Evers. He was assassinated 60 years ago, June 12, 1963. Coming up, students from across the nation tour civil rights landmarks throughout the Mississippi Delta. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. MPB Think Radio. Whatever your taste, news, music, storytelling, or how-to shows. Whatever your city, Gulfport, Hernando, Meridian, Greenville. However you want. Radio, smart speaker, smartphone app. MPB Think Radio. The MPB Public Media app just got an update. It's now easier than ever to interact with your favorite MPB local shows and experts. With the brand new Talk To Us feature, you can engage with your favorite MPB local shows anytime, day or night, directly through the app. Simply select Talk To Us from the MPB Public Media app's menu. There, you can leave a question, share show ideas, or simply just say hello. With the new Talk To Us feature, you have access to your favorite MPB local shows and experts anytime you want to talk. If you aren't near a radio, you can still listen to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. You can download the MPB Public Media app for your smartphone or listen online at mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Gen Z students from across America are attending a summit in Mississippi and touring major civil rights landmarks. The tour traveled throughout the Delta, stopping at several museums to learn more about the state's history. Among the young people on the bus is Kaylee Choice, a student from Tulsa, Oklahoma. She speaks with our Mike McEwen about her experience. Being from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the rich history inside of Tulsa, especially with the Tulsa race riots and Black Wall Street, coming here and seeing how 
in other ways we were so impactful to our community and how we spread it across because I'm, I didn't know much about B.B. Um, King. So coming here and learning more about my culture and how we impacted people, not even only through our words, but through our music, is it's something beautiful to me. Because, you know, everybody can be impactful in many different ways. It can be writing, it can be music, it can be um, just speaking, it be, can be through religion, it can be through love, and all of those have that in common, that we want to give back to our community and we also want to give around us. And I think that really shows with B.B. King today. So I really love being here, really. So you mentioned you're from Tulsa yeah. and some of the history with the black community there. Yes, yes. What's it like, I guess, leaving that and growing up with that and that knowledge and now being in the Delta, which holds its own significance to the black experience in America? See, I, I find it funny you ask that because even being in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I didn't learn about the Tulsa race riots until I was way older, around 17, 18 years old. So learning it later in life already impacted me because I was there for so long, and it was like, wow, I am a resident here, but I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know how prosperous we were, you know, because now we talk about it like it never happened, but it did. It was here. So he's seeing the parallels not only from Oklahoma but in Jackson, Mississippi is beautiful because it shows young black Americans that we were prosperous and we do things through many areas of music, any genre, anything like that. So it was just really great to be here today and, and see that, yes. Why did you want to sign up for this program? What motivated you to do it? The one thing that motivated me is that I am a um, HBCU student focusing on law. My major is political science, but it's minoring in law. And coming here, you, you can't have law, you can't have politics without knowing history. Okay? And history to the black community, and I think is the one, one of the most central things that we could learn to impact our politics, to impact our policies, to impact the law. So coming here is really what helped me see that in my future career because I can't want to go into a government position without knowing Jackson, Mississippi, without knowing B.B. King, without knowing Tulsa Race Riots. So that is what kind of pushed me to come here and learn because it is something to read about in books, just, but to be here, to look around with my own eyes and to see it and really feel it, that is what is most important. And that's why I really did want to come here today. I go to Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. We're going to be on this bus tour pretty much all day. Is there anything you're looking forward to specifically, making a couple stops? This was the most. This was the thing that I was looking forward to the most. It's BB King because I wanted to learn a little bit more about him and learn about his journey. Like even while we were inside of there, it wasn't just clear cut, dry. Oh. I started here and I immediately touched people's hearts. No, it was a process. So that is what I was looking forward to because sometimes even within my own life and me trying to impact people and me trying to make change, it's hard because I want it done then and there. You know, I want it done right there. I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to have to have a long time to um, really make change. But this is a great way to see that it does take time. It's a process. He's still impacting people years and years and years down the line and he's he probably didn't even think that at the time he was just trying to do what he could in many ways across his life and look how it impacted so many others so this was definitely the most important thing to me today so I'm glad it was first thing on the list also on the bus tour is Kimberly Lopez a student from Georgia 
I've never been to Mississippi and just listening to the, the history and like looking at the schedule and what we're going to do, like actually witnessing firsthand all the civil rights stuff that's happened here and like the mistreatment of African Americans and just the poverty that we see in Mississippi. Even compared to like myself, like being in the South, I can see there's such a huge disparity between this part of the South versus like Georgia's South. How much of uh, the history of African Americans in Mississippi in this part, I guess, did you learn in school? Are you aware of? See, like growing up in high school, going up to high school, like we learned like the civil rights movement and everything. Like we read MLK, like a letter from Birmingham Jail. Um, we read like these other things, but it's not as like deep. I took a, an American Studies course like my fall semester this past year with um, a native Mississippian. So he, like, a lot of the course content, content that he had was from, like, Mississippian authors, so, like, Jasmine Ward's Sing a Married Sing. Um, we talked about Emmett Till. He even, like, encouraged us to go watch the Emmett Till movie that came out this past year, so we went out and watched it and kind of had a discussion about it and just, like, seeing how how they lynched people in the South and just... It's, it's not something that we ever, like talked about growing up in high school so they talked about it but it wasn't as deep as it would be when you're older and you find out like through college and you actually like get to like research it by yourself so. uh, is there anything you're especially looking forward to today I know we're making a few stops so did anything like catch your eye yes definitely um, the in general is just like the Emmett Hill and then visiting the Bryant store, just seeing where it all went down, like, and actually witnessing it firsthand, because, like, we talked about it in my American Studies class, and then, like, we watched the movie, and, like, how Emmett Till's mother went through all that after his death, and just seeing it in person, I, I definitely can't wait to look, I, I look forward to it. Pre-law students from across the country on a tour of civil rights landmarks in Mississippi. Coming up, the greatest ballet dancers from around the world are in Jackson this month for the International Ballet Competition. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks to our sustaining members who provide ongoing monthly financial support. You can become a sustainer, too. Go to mpbonline.org and click Donate Now at the top of the page. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Every four years, Jackson becomes the center of the ballet world, hosting the International Ballet Competition. Guests, coaches, and dancers come from both near and far for the three-week event. But many tell MPB's Lacey Alexander the community they find here is the largest reward. 
On stage at Thalyamara Hall in Jackson, a young female dancer in a bright yellow costume rehearses a variation from Capella. Under multicolored lights, music fills the theater. Calling cues and communicating with her coach is Jared Saig, the technical director and lead production stage manager of the International Ballet Competition. These technical rehearsals are the only chance dancers get on the actual stage before judging, and Saig says that lights, sound, and schedules all have to be flawlessly executed so that each dancer is best presented. A huge part of my responsibility and our sole responsibility is to design all those pieces and to make sure that they're executed properly for every single performance for that competitor and so that the international jury sees them. Competitors at the USA IBC move through three rounds of judge competition before a medal ceremony at the end of the three-week event. All dancers will present a classical piece in round one, then a contemporary piece in round two if they are passed on, and the finalists will perform two additional pieces, one each form in round three. SAG is a veteran of live entertainment, but says there's one aspect that makes this event unique. We're dealing with different languages, ethnicities, um, cultures, and which is what really makes this so fantastic, um, that, that bonding of um, everyone celebrating this incredible art form and everyone performing at the highest caliber. Um, to me, what's so incredible about this is, is the bonding of nations. Seventeen nations will be represented at the event, with coaches and dancers coming from all around the world. Anlin Li is originally from Beijing, China, but is coaching dancers who are training in Texas. Well, most especially is like you, you see all the dancers coming from different communities, different countries, you're presenting their own countries, you see different styles. That's special for me. There are two age groups at the competition, the junior division and the senior division, and Lee says he enjoys seeing his dancers grow and improve from one level to the next. For Ohio-based coach Darielle Eberhard, it will be her first time supporting competitors at the event. Well, this is my first day. We did an orientation and then a walking tour of the campus, which is quite beautiful. Tonight, it's going to be four straight hours of rehearsal. Eberhard and Lee are preparing their students for classes and rehearsals, which will take place in the convention complex next door. But judge performances all take place at Thalyamara Hall, named after the woman that founded the event almost 50 years ago. The event has returned to Jackson every four years since 1979, though the pandemic forced a five-year period between this competition and the last. Mara was a longtime Jackson resident and played an integral role in having the event stay in Mississippi. Now, a Hattiesburg native seeks to represent the state in a similar way. I mean, I love bringing any kind of publicity and, like, recognition to ballet, and especially for my hometown in Mississippi. So I think, you know, having this here is great, and being from here is just even better. Alexei Orahovsky is competing in the junior division at 16 years old. He's currently training at the world-renowned John Krenko School in Stuttgart, Germany, after graduating from high school in the USA early. Orahovsky earned a silver medal last year at the IBC competition in Helsinki, Finland. He's got a lot of friends that are coming up from Hattiesburg to watch him, which he's never been able to do in a competition environment. Katya Orahovsky is Alexei's mother and a ballet coach. For him, it just feels like, you know, just being home and doing what he loves. And, you know, I just hope that he will have just an incredible experience. It's about the experience. It's not about the competition itself. She and her husband both teach ballet in Hattiesburg, making the art form a family affair. 
Katya says she and her husband have tried to instill in Alexei that ballet is a subjective art form and his only responsibility in these competitions is to do his best. It's not a sport with like, oh, you get 10 points for doing two pirouettes. You know, it's it's very much in the eye of the beholder. And what one person sees is beautiful, another person may not like. For Alexei, getting a medal is secondary. The real reward is the community he's building during the competition. You know, if I get one, then that's that. Um, but as for what I want from this competition, it's more just about the experience and being here at the IBC with many of these amazing dancers that I know and I'm friends with. And I think overall, this competition is a great environment for dancers to really thrive and to get to know each other and to experience ballet as a whole. Opening ceremonies are Saturday with round one of competition beginning Monday. Lacey Alexander, MPB News. An exciting event. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.